This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Jerry, good morning to you. Good, good morning. No problem. How are you? I'm very good, and thanks for taking the time uh, to chat with us. Um, you're, you're, listen, you have a wealth of experience in this in this space, so we thought you'd be the perfect person to chat with. Of course, uh, your most recent book, "The Freedom Within." Um, you're giving us this uh, opportunity, or I suppose this invitation, to connect with our truest sense, and you know, get this sense of of inner peace. It's it's a big ask, Jerry, isn't it? It is a big ask, uh, particularly in a world where we're constantly kind of told to look outside, to chase goals, to, mm. you know, and in our modern world today, as we all know, there's so much uncertainty and adversity going on that the more we look outward is the more we're confronted with these messages of uncertainty and fear and unpredictability. Uh, and And that's why for me, you know, as a kid that grew up highly anxious and, and, and suffering from very bad panic attacks, I had to say, well, if I can't change the outside world, what can I change? And I think people think that how we feel on the inside is always as a direct consequence of the outside, but it's not really. And if anybody has suffered from anxiety or panic attacks, you'll know that you can be in the in the calmest, happiest external environment and yet inside be full of anxiety. So we know now from science that how you feel on the inside is not always a consequence of what's happening on the outside. So what I've been trying to do over the last few years is teach uh, high-performance athletes and people, even though we may be in an, an external world of adversity and change and uncertainty, there are still things that we can do each and every day to allow us to be more calm, more focused, and more certain on the inside. So it's really managing, there's so much in the external world that we can't control, but there's so much in the inner world that we can control. For sure. Um, I know you do a lot of, of workshops. You do have one coming up at Johnstown Estate on the 14th of April. It's a Soul Sunday. And I thought that was a kind of a, a, a key place maybe to start for our listeners this morning because I know the workshop focuses on, on three areas, that whole notion of personal development, resilience and achieving potential for peak performance. If we were to look first at, at personal development, you know, how do we kind of go about that? Because I'm, I'm really interested by your thoughts there on uh, the complexities in the external environment and they can sometimes almost eclipse how we're, how we're feeling ourselves and uh, as we hold the mirror up at the world. You know, how do we really at best look after ourselves in that personal development piece, Jerry? Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, it's always been about simplifying stuff. And, you know, even this new year, new use, I'm not sure if I'm kind of into that because sometimes people set these big targets and they put themselves under pressure. So I would always say to anybody before you go chasing the target, before you go following any diet, before you go into any new training program, ask yourself why. Why do I want this? Why is this important to me? And what's it going to bring me? I think deep down, the thing we're all looking for is more peace, mm. more calmness. And what brings that starting is the sense that I'm enough. And it's amazing how many people are chasing careers, chasing promotions, chasing money, chasing Instagram followers. And then somehow that's like trying to be enough, trying to feel that I'm, I'm worthy or that I have some type of, you know, purpose in the world. And it's amazing how many people find it so hard to be alone. And 
if you ask someone to tell you about them without discussing their job or their marriage, it's like we don't really know who we are. So I think a lot of people, whether you call it, you know, spiritually or emotionally, there's a sense that we're alone and that we're not enough and we're extremely hard on ourselves and we push ourselves very hard and we're constantly chasing. And yet all these things that we chase, even when we get them, it doesn't seem to make us any happier. So I would say at any start, so the start of any year, ask yourself, what do I really want this year? And maybe it's more peace, more fun, more happiness. And it could be as simple as just taking 15 minutes a day to stop, to breathe, to connect with yourself. Because the more we're connected to the outside world, just like you say, sometimes our body can be screaming for rest and we, we don't hear it. You know, our, 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 our life could be screaming for just more fun, more joy, but we're, we take life so seriously and we push ourselves so hard. So we have to, on a daily basis, take time to stop, to breathe, to listen to ourselves and ask, what is my life actually about? What do I really want? Because the one thing we do know about life is it's short, it doesn't last forever, and before we know it, it's over. So what did you spend your life chasing? And very often we prioritize the urgent stuff, but not the important. So you ask anybody what's really important to me, they'll say my happiness, my health, and my family. And then you ask them what takes up most of your time. It's not those things. So sometimes it's just about coming back to the basics. What is your life about? What do you really want more of? Don't be chasing fad diets and fitness plans. and They're great if you know why you're doing them, but are they going to make you happier? Are they going to make you more at peace? Are they going to balance your nervous system? Are they going to improve your gut health? Because if you're not working on those things, you can be the fittest person on the planet and unhappy. You could be the, the slimmest person on the world and unhappy. So I would say to everybody, personal transformation is about happiness and peace. And once we find that peace inside and that self-compassion, and when we look in the mirror, the moment you look in the mirror and you are enough for the person you see looking back, then something happens. So all transformation happens with transforming the relationship you have with yourself, transforming why you do what you do, making sure that in your one short, beautiful life, there's enough fun, there's enough laughter, there's enough dance, and that you don't actually take it too seriously because you know what? We're not getting out alive anyway. I love your use of the word compassion and I suppose we often don't offer ourselves that level of compassion and contrition that we might offer to others. You know, we we excuse others of their misdemeanours and we excuse others of, you know, their, their demerits. But sometimes we, we judge ourselves very harshly, Jerry. I think, you know, I think you nailed it there. The one thing that all of us could gift ourselves with is a bit more self-compassion. There's a question I ask all my clients and I ask them a simple question. Do you sometimes speak to yourself in a way that you wouldn't speak to other people? Do you sometimes say things to yourself about yourself that are unkind and untrue? And do you sometimes push yourself harder than you'd push anybody else? And if the answer to all or any of those is yes, then the first place you need to start is not a fitness program, not a weight loss program, it's a self-compassion program where I actually begin to see my own beauty. I reconnect to my own truth. I find the one thing about myself that I love and I speak to myself in a more kind, more compassionate way. And when you transform that 
inner relationship, when you transform the way you speak to yourself, something amazing happens, not just in your mind, but in your nervous system, in your immune system. So there's an expression that I use and it says, no amount of green juice will alkalize a toxic self-image. So you can do all the yoga, you can do all the physical training, you can drink all the green juice you like, but if everything you're saying to yourself is that you're not good enough, is, 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 if you have a toxic relationship with yourself, all of that training and all of that green juice ain't worth the damn. It's a big thought, isn't it? It's, it's, it's fascinating to, to, to listen to and, and to understand because I suppose we are all chasing something that we see as a better version of ourselves. But, you know, when we get to that goalpost, you know, yeah. the mood has changed, hasn't it? And the environment in which we're observing it has changed. Absolutely. That's a lovely way of putting it, as in the mood of your pursuit. So I think people should change the word better, a better version of me. Forget the word better. Put in the word happier. Mm. I'm going to create a happier version of me. Better always seems, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, Mm. blah, blah, blah. But happier. I've worked with Olympic athletes who have been double world champions, double Olympic champions. And I'm telling you this. Unless the medal makes you happy, it's not worth it. And I've seen Olympic champions who've become Olympic champions and it didn't make them any happier. And they kind of look back and say, what was all that about? And I've seen people who've gone to the Olympic Games and didn't medal, but they put their heart and soul into it. They loved every minute of it. And they come home and say, gee, that was a great experience. So sometimes we think that the outcome justifies the means. If we push ourselves hard, if we drive ourselves on, then... In the summer, we'll go take a holiday or at the weekend, we'll be happy or when I retire, I'll be happy. But so much of your life isn't just the journey. So how about, well, I use W-I-N. What, W-I-N means what's important now. So can I be a little bit more happier today? Can I have more peace today? Too many of us are too happy to sacrifice happiness in the present in this delusional hope that at some point in the future, happiness will kind of fall out of the sky and hit us. The greatest indicator of how happy you're going to be in the future is how happy you are now. It's a skill. Nobody has the perfect life. Nobody has it all all sorted. I certainly don't have it all sorted. My life is chaotic at times. Mm. And it's the ability to be at ease in that, to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, and at times to be okay with the fact that my house might be upside down today. I don't need to have the house cleaned. I don't need to know if I'm going to get the promotion. I don't need to know how it all works out. I just need to know that I'm turning up as the right person with the right process. And I always say the right person with the right process doesn't have to worry about the outcome. I love the vocabulary uh, in your in, in your narrative. I think it's it's fantastic. There's another word that I wanted maybe for you to to touch on with this, Jerry, if you can before before we let you go, and that is the whole notion of resilience. Because whilst all of this is going wrong around you, and you're trying to satisfy others and satisfy yourself in 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 as many ways as you can, you know, there is, I imagine, and. Personally, I experienced that there's a great level of tenacity required for that, you know. So talk to us about your understanding of resilience in this in this sphere. I've studied resilience really over the year and years and there's amazing books on it and there's all types of uh, there's all types of, you know, uh, theories about it and, and names. 
But for me, I think you simplified. So the first thing I would say to anybody is, if anybody had to run from O'Connor Street to Athlone without stopping, you could ask 100 people, do you think you'd be able to do it? And most people would say no. Then you ask them, imagine you have a three-year-old child and they're in need. They're in Athlone and the only way you can save them is if you go from Dublin to Athlone without stopping. Do you think you'd do it now? Suddenly the answer changes. Resilience for me starts with why. Why am I doing this? There's an incredible book called uh, Man's Search for Meaning written by Viktor Frankl, who was a concentration camp victim and subjected to all types of atrocities. And yet within himself, he found this desire, this belief, this willpower to be a good person, to find his way out. And he's a beautiful line that says, he who has a why will find a how. So resilience, if something really means something to you, if, it, if you're really passionate about it, like my business, I'm driven because at 14 years old, after a suicide attempt, a doctor told me that I was making up my anxiety so I wouldn't have to go to school. And that is what has inspired me to, the work I do isn't easy and I've challenged medicine, I've challenged pharmaceutical companies and I've got the kickback and I've been criticised and condemned for what people thought was fake science when in fact I had the real science. But what propelled me in all of those is I remember how I felt as a 14-year-old child when a doctor taught my mother I was making it up and I said, I will do everything in my power to make sure that no other 14-year-old child is going to feel like that. And that has propelled me. So some days I wake up and sometimes I get slated and sometimes it's not easy to do the work I do. But I have to go back to why am I doing this? And if I can write a book and it changes or it saves one person's life, isn't that an amazing thing to do? So the path we all have to walk isn't always easy. The challenges and the things that happen to us in life are not always simple but we don't get to control what happens to us in life. All we get to control is how we choose to respond. So now that it has happened, I can fill the rest of my life with anger and bitterness and frustration, or I can learn to forgive and let go, and I can free myself to ask myself, now that it has happened, how am I choosing to respond? So those two things for me are resilience. One is why, what drive, behind what you do, why you do what you do. And the second is, sometimes it won't be plain sailing. Sometimes we'll fail, we'll, we'll get knocked down. But when we do, the only choice you have and the most powerful choice you have is how am I choosing to respond? Well, your efforts and um, endeavours are certainly not in vain if our text line is anything to uh, use as a barometer. I'll give you a flavour of them. This guest is incredible. Such wise words, says Don. Another texter says, good wishes to Jerry, following him for years now, and he's truly an amazing man. Thoroughly enjoyed his last show in the National Concert Hall and currently reading his second book, um, another texter um, says, good morning, Edward, speaking of panic attacks, alcohol can cause them and sometimes a small amount for some people. Coffee as well. We never hear that said, uh, says Pauline. So that's but a flavour of, of it coming in. Uh, Jerry, if I can just remind people, your book is called The Freedom Within 
and uh, there's a great level of information in that. But the Soul Sunday workshops, details of which can be found on soulspace.ie, the next one taking place on the 14th of April at Johnstown Estate. Uh, this is a, 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 a day-long um, endeavour in, in, in this work of personal development and resilience. Yep, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's okay writing the books, but what I love doing is actually take people through this. So it, it's a powerful experience where you immerse people in this work for a day. And it's not just an intellectual idea that they have in their head. Throughout the day, you actually bring this to life. You show people how to let go, how to release anger, how to change stories. And even in that few hours of a day, it, it's intense. And anyone that's been to my shows will know that mm. I'm at service of the crowd. I really take them through something. So it's not just about reading saying, that's what I have to do. In these shows, I help you do it. I assist you to do it. So people leave looking lighter. Sometimes they look totally different. People who haven't smiled for years walk out with a smile on their face. Does it make all the challenges in your life disappear? No. Does it make the adversity in your life suddenly disappear? No. But what it does is it gives you the tools and the skills and the passion to go and challenge those things in a whole new way. So we we can't always make our life easier. We can't make the challenges in our life disappear. But what we can always do is make ourselves stronger, more resilient, more compassionate and more focused. So when we take our attention away from the outside world and we awaken that power within, something amazing happens. Jerry, thank you for sharing all of that with us this morning. It's certainly, I have more uh, keynotes and words written down here um, based on our, on our conversation and certainly uh, fuel for reflection uh, indeed. Thank you so much and people can check you out on soulspace.ie. But for now, Jerry, continued good wishes with all of your work in this space. Good morning. Thanks for having me. God bless. God bless indeed. That's Jerry Hussey there. What an interesting man, wasn't he? Uh, really interesting.